San Francisco and NYC. We'll be having shows in December in your area. First, December 8th, we've got Hack City, our monthly stand-up show. Tickets already going fast. It's happening at 7.30 p.m. at Union Hall in Brooklyn. Then, on December 19th, we've got two shows in San Francisco happening at Arcana. That's in the Mission. There's a show at 7 and at 9.30. Two shows, December 19th, 7 and 9.30 in San Francisco. Tickets for all of our events in the episode description or go to asianotasianpod.com. Come hang out with your favorite Asian friends. That's me and Jenny and who knows else who's going to come. It's going to be great. See you then. They start talking about jujitsu and then they start rolling no. on the floor at the strip club. That's so gross, by the way. <laughs> And welcome to everybody to another episode of the Asian Not Asian podcast. It's the podcast with all your favorite Asian friends. Uh, it's Mike Nguyen, and um, it's just me today again because Jenny is in Japan, probably buying uh, some pants with a short inseam because she is only three feet tall. I don't know if you guys know that. She's a very small person, but she has a big heart. Let me tell you. Uh, so it's just going to be me. I'm the opposite. I have. I'm pretty tall, tiny heart, and <laughs> it's uh, it's a bummer. Uh, real quick before we start, um, we got Hack City. We got two shows. One in New. York, we're going to be bi coastal Asians soon. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have a show in New York City. Uh, the next Hack City that's going to be. Let me check real quick before I say anything. Uh, the last one of 2023 will be December 8th. That's at Union Hall uh, in Brooklyn. As always, second Friday of every month. It's at uh, seven o'clock. Check that out, uh, December 8th. And then we're going to be, me and Jenny are going to be in San Francisco and we're doing a show there. I don't have the details yet. You may have heard a pre-roll by the time this comes out. I may have put a little thing, but just in case, uh, we're going to be doing a show uh, in December in San Francisco. We're organizing that, putting the details together. Uh, it'll be me and Jenny and we're going to have some some fun, Okay. Please come out. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and it'll probably be a weeknight, unfortunately, because Christmas time is just crazy time to put a show together. So uh, we'd love to see you there. Um, check out the episode description. and Or you can just, you know, Google, um, you know, asianotasianpod.com and, and you can find what shows we're, we're going to be doing. I want to bring on our guest because I um, just think it's creepy that he's just sitting here not reacting to me in any way at all so <laughs> was I supposed, I was no I supposed no to that's be, good okay, this is okay. good i all should right. have warned you uh i should have warned myself that yeah. that was going to happen uh this guy is a comedian that's it right you got any other things you want to say that's it that's all i want to be known for <laughs> do you, you? Know? yeah somebody asked me the other day it's like what do you want to be known for what are three things you want to be remembered by who the fuck asked you that it's like uh, this guy Patrick. He like makes like Asian films. I don't know. Oh, but I okay. was like, I was like, three is a lot to be remembered by. <laughs> three is two. One of them is gonna be bad if it's three. <laughs> well, and then, yeah, I think two would be like good person, good comic, but not in that order. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this guy's a comedian. I didn't know he wanted to be a good person, but I'm gonna think. I'm gonna think about that. Uh, Vic Tran, everybody. Hey. Long time listener, first time caller. Good to be here. I, I, I can't believe you've not been on the show before. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's great to be here. Yeah. This is uh, super nice. Dude, do you go by Vic Vantran? I've been trying that out. Have you? Yeah, do you yeah. Want me to, do you want me to do your intro again as Vic Vantran? What do you think? You think it sounds cool? I'm so insecure about it. Really? Why? It, it's just like, it's almost like giving yourself your own nickname, you know? It's but like, is your make, the middle I'm name I'm the Vance? reptilian. It's like, you're, yeah. you're a fucking but it's loser. Not, hold on, but it's not a nickname. Is that your name? Van? It is my name. That's not even a nickname. That's, yeah, yeah. It's not like you're Vic the Van Tran. <laughs> You know, that would the be a very Vietnamese Tran. name. Yeah, Mini Van Tran. <laughs> Pile up in him. Uh, I, I'm, I'll give it a I'll give it. This guy, you're going to love him. He performs comedy all over the country. Give it up right now for Vic Van Tran. Oh, yeah. I do like the sound of that. Yeah, you yeah, like that more? Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fun. It might be that. Okay. Vic I've Van decided. Tran. I wanna, I'll put that uh, in, the, in the episode, too. So uh, I think it's a very Vietnamese thing, if I can just say real quick. Yeah. That um, I don't know, as a Vietnamese performer, for us to like have a very like stagey name, like we have a stage name that's different. Uh, I think I don't yeah. know. Like for example, like my name is Michael Nguyen. Mm-hmm. I go by Mic Nguyen because I thought it would make me unique. It doesn't at all because there's millions of Mic Nguyens. I thought it would make me stand out. It doesn't. I don't know any. It, you, it, I'm the only one I I actually know, but if you Google it, uh-huh. there's a lot of M I C Nguyen, Mike yeah. Nguyen's. Uh-huh. I don't know why. There's just like tons, and they're all like, of course, like pharmacists. But like, um, I th- I always think about like how Vietnamese people, because we have kind of generic names a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. It's always like you know uh, Peter Nguyen or whatever. Uh huh. If we want to go into uh, showbiz, we have to have like a fun name. Yeah. That will make us stick out you can't just yeah. be like you know kathy tran you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that doesn't have a fun you can't be a kathy yeah. <laughs> it's it's the last name that's what gets us because yes. there's like three last names right yeah yes there's a guy on twitter uh his handle's like victor tran and for a long time when i was much younger i would dm him and i'd be like give me your name or i'll kill you no way are you serious <laughs> yeah, i used to dm him like crazy stuff <laughs> You know how you said I'll find you. <laughs> you know how you said you wanted to remember be remembered as a comic and as a good person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not working on the good person so far cuz I you would DM people and threaten them <laughs> yeah, to get yeah. their their handles. Uh, yeah, like Jet Li in the one. <laughs> like, I will come to your dimension and I will ruin find you shit. in Bolsa <laughs> and I will fucking take your handle. And he doesn't use it. Like, yeah. I looked up his tweets. Like his last one was from like I don't know, like a decade ago. Right. So, so yeah. Come on, give me, give me what I need. I haven't even give found me that clout. I haven't found. Uh, I haven't looked up Michael Nguyen, the like the the X handle now, whatever Instagram handle like, now. Like Michael. Michael. There's got to be. A, there's got to be one, but I'm sure yeah. it's like, you know, pictures of like SF Giants hats. You know, that guy definitely lives in the Bay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, Vic Van Tran is fire. Um, we, I guess we can get, we can just like get jumping, you know? Yeah, we'll jump right in. We'll just do this, dude. Um, we always ask what kind of Asian we were this week. Do you want to start? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm like a dying Asian. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> I think I'm dying, dude. How so? Oh, well, one, like, I just turned 30. Oh, so, you did? Like, I know it's not like, I know it's not old, but I am starting to think about like my mortality, you know? And when was your birthday? Uh, end of August. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I knew that. 
Yeah, it's okay if you didn't. Okay, so that's fine. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, but I went to the doctor for the first time in like years this week, and um, like I, I think I might be like pre-diabetic. Oh shit! Yeah, because I got my blood, I got my blood test done, mm-hmm. and then I got like the reports in the email. Yeah, and then um, there's a lot of like red numbers. <laughs> I don't know what they mean, but like I think my sugar, blood sugar is high. A little red bit. number. You mean like it's like high, whatever. It's not in the normal range. Yeah, like the numbers were literally in the color red. Oh, wow. And so I don't know what any of that means, but I'm going to guess red's not good. Did you, uh, you haven't talked to your doctor about this? No, I haven't called him. I tried to call him, but it was like outside of office hours. Oh, I see. But um, yeah, so I don't know, because my blood sugar was a little high. I was like, oh, that's a little scary. And then I remember, like, I ate a, I ate a bagel, like, <laughs> literally 30 minutes before I yeah, got my blood yeah, drawn. Yeah. So maybe it was that. I'm hoping. I don't know. That's how fragile we are. Yeah. It's just, like, one bagel is enough to, like, completely destroy our health. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, this is all it is. Well, what's scary was, like, so all day yesterday, I was sure I was pre-diabetic. Didn't change my lifestyle at all. Yep. <laughs> I yep. ate exactly what I was going to eat. Well, hold on. Did you, were any, what, what about the other numbers? that you thought were like a, a problem oh that was it okay it was just like the blood sugar yeah all right that's not and all the crazy. other things i i really don't know how to read any of it that's what right. i called yeah uh yeah does your family have a history of this yeah i think both my parents were pre-diabetic but they got their numbers down oh shit and then uh my grandma i think is diabetic uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a big thing for vietnamese people and or asians we love yeah so i looked diabetes. it up apparently like it's a big thing for everybody if you're not white really like, latinos hispanics uh asians and uh black people all have like higher dispositions of like becoming diabetic yeah. is because of like the like all the rice we eat and shit that was my hypothesis right. yeah but i don't know well I mean, I, I guess I, I'd rather die than not stop eating rice. So, I mean, that's, that's just how, yeah, that's that how, that's just how we're going to yeah. roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So did you change your, like, you're, are you thinking about changing any of your shit? Well, I got to talk to the doctor first. I got to let him know about that bagel. <laughs> <laughs> I got to inform him. Just, just text him a bagel emoji. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's like, yeah, this is... Uh, Listen, this is I forgot to bring up my uh, previous <laughs> medical history. I ate a bagel 30 minutes before I got my blood drawn. <laughs> is that one of the boxes? Like, in the, you know, in the, the, the questionnaire? <laughs> the questionnaire, He's yeah. like, oh, do you have a history of glaucoma or hypertension? Oh, did you have a bagel? <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, then it's not going to work. Wasn't an everything bagel? <laughs> what kind of bagel was it? Did you yeah. have schmear? Fuck you. Um... What's it? Uh, how did it make you feel? Like, because I've had that too. Where, I mean, now I have to keep track of one of my. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know which which one it is. I have like a, like a, I have to be careful because my dad has high blood pressure. Ah. And I have one of the little indicator thingies. I can't remember which which number it is, but it's it's always been high, and. Uh, especially during the pandemic, it was like really high. And the doctor was like, it's probably fine because you are, you're still young and your weight is okay. But, you know, you should think about like, you know, drinking less and eat, you know, eating less. I was drinking a lot of the time. And this last time I went in there and I was still worried about it. It actually went down. It's still high, but it went down. So I was like, yes, I can go back to drinking more. So it was like, (laughs) but but it's just like one of those numbers where I'm like, it's, it's like, you know, as you get older, uh, you you realize that the problems that were small when you were in your 20s and 30s, but those are the things that will become big problems. Ah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you have like a, a sore knee in your 20s, when you become, if you don't take care of it, by the time you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s, you gotta need, you, you're, gonna, you're eventually going to need a knee replacement because like that, you know what I'm saying? Like it just builds over time. Oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> Sorry, that's really scary. Sorry to that's freak okay. you out, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. How did you feel about like? You know, Honestly, I it? felt a little relieved. I oh, felt really? relieved that there was something wrong because now <laughs> I have like an answer. You know, now really? I have like a sense of direction. And pre-diabetes, you could reverse, I think. But like, I mean, did you feel like you were unhealthy or some shit? I like sometimes I feel like fatigued, okay. you know. So um, now it makes sense. I'm just diabetic. Oh, <laughs> can I lay up those bagels, bro? Yeah, yeah. But uh, before. Before I got the blood work results back, like in the exam, yeah, he kept asking me questions like, you know, uh, do you feel any pain? Do you like, um, do you feel unhealthy? Are your, uh, do you have, does your family have like a uh, bad medical history? I'm like, no, 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 oh, no. Okay. And he was like, all right, well, you seem fine. And then that's what made me feel bad because I was oh, like, really? okay, so why do I feel so bad? <laughs> <laughs> why do I feel awful all the time? Why didn't you tell him you feel awful? Because because he was like, oh, I remember why. Because I was like, no, 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 I feel fine. And he goes, uh, well, if you're tired, it might just be like depression. <laughs> <laughs> that made me feel bad. I was yeah. like. Yeah, your problem is your personality. Yes, I, like yes. a doctor told me that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have the questionnaire that asked you those questions about like uh, depression and that kind of thing? Because that's how my doctor told me that I had a, like a, I have a, he was telling me I have like a, what's the word? Alcohol relationship disorder. Alcohol relationship yeah, disorder? Because he was like, like it like asked all these questions. And me, like a dumbass, I answered them all honestly. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, I think you might have to do, you might have this thing. And maybe you should go go to AA. He like told me like, maybe, really? yeah, it's kind of like, kind of, I was like, whoa, shit, do I really need to? And it kind of like made me really think about it. And I've been, it's something I've been thinking about for the last couple of years, but it was just from this questionnaire. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about this shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I came in, that's the thing with a dog, yeah. you go in there and you're like, Oh man, my my ankle is swollen, mm -hmm. and then you'll you'll leave either with, <laughs> oh you're you're oh you know you're fine, or you're an alcoholic. And I yeah. was like, I didn't, I wasn't ready for that, dude. Wow, that, you know, because <laughs> your ankle hurts. It's actually because of the Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're because you're destroying your life. Have you thought about that? Yeah, I will say this: like doctors sometimes, um, uh, doctors. They can be a little soft with like the alcohol, you know what I mean? Because I feel like mm. if you tell them that you drink it all, what doctor is going to be like, "Oh, that's great." Oh, I see. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, because I have a friend uh, in Houston who went to go see a doctor, and he lied on that test. Oh, and he shit. said he said he drinks like, um, I think he said he drinks like ten drinks a week. Okay, and then the doctor was like, "That's way too high." Mm. But then um, my buddy was like. Like, that was me being conservative. Oh, like, shit. I'm at like 15, 20. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And he felt fine. Right. So I think that doctor was wrong. Oh, wow. So you're probably, that's my diagnosis is you're probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> my diagnosis is you're just a chill guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Vic Van Tran. Yeah, that's Dr. Vic Van Tran to you. <laughs> that's another modification to my name. But you said you were saying you, you feel terrible? Sometimes I feel fatigued. Sometimes I feel depressed. Really? Um, but yeah, I guess it's just diabetes. 
<laughs> you think no, that was going no on? big deal no big deal i'm so hesitant to like admit that i might be depressed you know why like just because it's become so like trendy oh, to be depressed you yeah. know it's like depression hack you know? <laughs> so i'm like i'm probably just, I'm probably That's just one of the dehydrated cool bipolar sounds cool half the time yeah you know? <laughs> uh yeah I'm, i mean i don't know i think it's it's um I don't want to say chill to be depressed, you know, but it's it's fairly common. You're you're yeah. right there, but at least then I think to your point about like you have, you know, how you felt. You said you you felt better once you kind of got a diagnosis that you yeah. got your pre-diabetic. Because uh-huh. then if you're like, okay, you have depression, then it's like, okay, well, at least I know that it's not just, you know, like like you're you're right. objectively getting someone to say like you are sad you know yeah and that's not it's like more it's less like a vague existential anxiety you know Mm -hmm. because i have that all the time which i don't even know where i would like how to categorize that you know yeah 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 you ever tried drinking a lot (laughs) (laughs) that's why i'm at the aa meeting um yeah okay well uh you know we can talk more about your depression or not if you don't want to talk about your depression i yeah i don't know just um I just don't want to admit it. Mm. And also, I just think like having a doctor tell you ha- you have depression, it seems uh, even sadder, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like that's like a professional. They went to school to tell you your life sucks. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. And also, what do you know? Hey, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. mad at them. Yeah, what Fucker. do they know? They like they've got their comfortable doctor's life, you know. I, I don't know anything about being a doctor, but it seems pretty <laughs> seems pretty chill. Yeah, <laughs> it seems it would pretty feel, comfortable. It would be better if the if the doctor's life was worse than yours and yeah. he told you. What if they diagnose it with a stethoscope? They right. put the thing on your heart and they're like, Your heart is sad. Yeah, yeah. Or the cuff thingy and it's like <laughs> squeezing your arm and yeah. it's like, There's nothing here. Yeah. It's, it's just dead. you're You've just been a dead bummer. For four years. I don't know. I think it would we you know, as as Vietnamese or in your case half vietnamese dudes you know we got to talk about depression more often let me tell you something one this is this leads into my what i kind of asian i was this week you got to ask me the question by the way oh i gotta ask you yeah what type of asian were you okay i was an austin asian Ooh, i know about that uh yeah you're from houston yeah originally i guess and uh so i was there and I'll, I'll get into it, but one of the things I did, <laughs> this is so, I'm becoming my parents because I went to Austin. I've been a few times, so yeah. I, I've kind of gotten like the lay of the land. I definitely a lot of breakfast tacos, but I went out of my way to eat pho. Let's go. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I, I was like, no, I just want to eat Vietnamese food. That, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's like such an Asian parent thing to do. It's like, no matter where you go, you go and find the bowl of pho. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So, but I went to, uh, there's a little area. I don't know where it's called. It's like north of Austin. That's more like where the Vietnamese people live. Mm-hmm. And it was just so fucking comforting. You go into the pho restaurant and like the decor looks like it, it was from TJ Maxx. <laughs> you know like i swear they had like live laugh love up they just didn't give a fuck they were just yeah. like we just need to put some shit up so that it's on the walls so they had like the water buffalo poster and then uh-huh. they had live laugh love and they had like we just need english on the walls we just need some <laughs> english any english at all uh-huh. you know it didn't matter it could say tax time it would just be fine just put uh-huh. it up there with some like fake flowers and it was so homey and the food was good the people were very nice and then uh uh afterwards we went to go get a coffee so we go to like one of these you know vietnamese bakery situations mm. anytime you go to a vietnamese bakery you know it's banger if there's clumps of vietnamese guys like dad types yes older dudes sitting around 
I don't know what they're probably Doing talking about to, conspiracies and Trump. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> that's they're talking about up. fishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're talking about their days in in the old country, <laughs> and uh, I was like, these guys gotta have depression or or maybe they don't because they have this yeah you know this is this podcast is just us the young version of that they if you put (laughs) if you put a microphone a road mic yeah you know and a zoom h6 yeah around that group of four or five old vietnamese dudes yeah they would be talking about the same thing that they also all have diabetes yeah (laughs) yeah yeah they're diabetes yeah yeah yeah. and they've been trying to do a little bit more muay thai you know (laughs) and uh and they have depression you know wow dude wow i i really believe in that yeah yeah because yeah. my dad was one of those guys really yeah he would always disappear and be in the coffee shop all day and i would like take care of my sister on the weekend oh he's like nine <laughs> <Are you serious? laughs> he'd just be gone all day my mom would come home from work and she'd be so mad she'd be so mad like were you in the damn coffee shop were again in the damn coffee shop <laughs> What are you doing? Pressing with their little French press coffee. Yeah, thing. yeah, just yeah, having yeah. one <laughs> yeah, among yeah. the four of them, just I, one. I always wondered. I'm like, dude, how do you stay in a coffee shop all day? <laughs> but like now, it makes sense. Yeah, they're now just chilling. Um, yeah. Like a bar, I can understand. Like you're, you're like getting, getting drunk. You're getting drunk, and you shouldn't be home. But a coffee shop, it's like you can't drink that much coffee. Right, you can have like two. Maybe, yeah, yeah, especially you know? those Vietnamese coffee. They're so strong. They're so strong. I yeah. like that. We're like, don't you can drink all you want, but the Vietnamese coffee, lay <laughs> off the Vietnamese coffee, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I, and they smoke a lot. I think. Well, some of them do, some of them don't. Like yeah. depends, I guess. But were they smoking inside? No. So the one I went to, they weren't. They were not smoking. But yeah. there's a lot of. I mean, there's one in Little Saigon, Lily's Fire. Shout, shout to Lily. That sounds legit. It's legit and uh, it's super good. And her coffee shop has um does great business that, but then there's lots of dudes uh old vietnamese dudes in camouflage who are just sitting around and there's a veranda on the outside so there's a clump of them that smokes and then some of them don't smoke yeah. but in either case it's like yeah they're definitely like <laughs> abandoned their children at home <laughs> you know but i don't know what it is it's like all vietnamese dudes my dad does this too yeah and my my mom and dad are separated, so they he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm. And he lives like in that area. He lives in Little Saigon, like in a. It makes it sound like terrible, but he lives in a trailer. But it's a really nice trailer. Fuck off. It's like yeah. a really nice one. Um, but he lives in there, and he just goes to the coffee shop, and it's like I don't know. It seems like Vietnamese dad Nirvana. It's just like they're like place where they they feel a belonging. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it makes sense. That's what Friends was. <laughs> they're just hanging out in the coffee shop. They're just Vietnamese friends. <laughs> they're all Joey. That's so funny. Yeah, they come home and they're just like, "Oh my god, it's so hard to find a date. Uh, where are the good guys?" You know. <laughs> we got to go back to home country to find a woman. Did your parents ever? Did your dad ever do that to you? It's like we'll find you a nice girl in Vietnam. They like threw it out there as yeah. I think a half like half joking uh-huh. they're like oh this is like something you could do i was Ooh. more afraid that like my dad would go and do that for himself <laughs> you know like he'd go back and try to do that because yeah, yeah, i yeah. think he had some friends who did that where they would go uh-huh. and they would find like a young woman who was sort of looking for something you know some sort of arrangement mm-hmm. and i'm sure it i'm sure it happens i don't i don't i don't know i don't want to get into it but yeah. like they didn't tell me to do that i think they were they were just like, it's fine. Just fucking around. Yeah. Just playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
my uh yeah my dad and my uncles would do that really they like they'd show me like some facebook oh interesting you know like uh, some bot it's, they're showing me they're like hey <laughs> some bot. yeah this woman thinks you're cute <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah i feel now it's the other way because like this uh, way america's going and the uh, way the trajectory of vietnam like maybe like a nice vietnamese woman would come here and take one of us to be a trophy husband you know oh i would love to be adopted <laughs> some vietnamese woman yeah, yeah 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 on some textile factory yo that sounds sick that does sound nice right and then you can be at the coffee shop just drinking and smoking and that would be fine. Yeah. I would love to do that. I get it now. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. All right. New podcast idea. This is this <laughs> which is the same cafe. as this. We're just at Lily's Coffee Shop. Yeah, Lily's Coffee Shop. That's a good name for the pod. <laughs> cafe Sida. Oh shit. Yeah. That was um yeah, so that was in Austin. Uh big ups. I didn't I couldn't tell. I was trying to try to try to organize a show, but I couldn't tell if I had a lot of listeners in Austin. Uh, I have some in Dallas and Houston. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Austin less so. There's not as many Vietnamese people. I mean, there are some Asian. There's a lot of Asian people, but it's like I don't know. I just haven't at made UT, that. They're all at that college. Right. Exactly. So uh, I went there. I did that. I hung out with some of my friends. It was a lot of fun. Um, he listens to the show, so shouts to Brandon for, for hey, being there. Hey, what's up? And um, almost said, "Let's go, Brandon." Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, shouts to shouts to shouts to my boy. Yeah. Um, you know, it was very. I was telling you before the show started. It's very Austin, yeah. and it's becoming more Austin by the minute, right? So it's like, you like cowboy boots? How about even taller cowboy boots? Mm-hmm. You like quirky uh vintage stores well there's 400 of them <laughs> you know there was a at one point we were in a park just like hanging out like walking neo around and a woman on a unicycle like yells at us to get off the sidewalk so she could go by and <laughs> the i was like sidewalk is for unicycles <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is amazing yeah. um Does she have like one of those uh horns yeah. it's just <laughs> the horn <on> <laughs> yeah dude uh so yeah i I was like i thought you guys couldn't talk you know so it was it was cool being there it was nice to get away but as as soon as i landed and jfk after like a super late like you know there was like a delay and everything Mm -hmm. land at like 11 p.m local time we're like exhausted neo like had fallen asleep like halfway through the flight and i get to jfk and i'm just like god this place sucks thank god we're home (laughs) yeah you know it's just like okay to compare just as a small example when we landed in austin Uh somebody had spilled some ice just like some like a thing of ice like from a cup and it was just on the ground and Uh just in the carpeted place just not a lot just a little bit but there was a worker standing right over it and she was like calling it in to have someone clean it up and i was like in the in jfk they wouldn't they would have just counted that as we're cleaning the that's floor cleaning that we wouldn't even clean it up you know right in austin they were actually doing their job and then we go to the to the elevator we have to go one flight (laughs) one one floor down and there's a janitor in there and he like chats us up he's just like how y'all doing oh you got to be careful about this at this elevator i got stuck in here the other day you know he was just Uh like it was a like a 10 second ride and he still was like so friendly yeah you know and then back in back in jfk bathrooms are all funky nothing was open uh you know like a like a like a rat punched me in the face as soon as i landed it was just like 
but it was just so nice to be back i don't know yeah. what it is it's charm yeah it's the charm of the city it's like lived in you know it's so it, lived in and it's almost like a sense of community because it's like this sucks but we're all experiencing this and oh. we all know what this is yeah you know? and like and it feels real it feels yeah. real and like the friendliness and like the southern charm i grew up in it yeah like I it feels very like surface level oh, and really? performative sometimes. You were saying that it's like yeah. performative. It feels performative. It does, especially in Austin. Really? I've always had a chip on my shoulder about Austin. Really? I'm not from there. Yeah. But like um Yeah, because like the Southern Charm thing, you you realize like these people are um nice, but they're not always kind. Mm. And then here, I think the stereotype is like people are rude in New uh-huh. York. But it's just that people aren't necessarily nice but they're generally kind oh interesting. Like they'll help you out yeah 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 but in the south it's like um they'll chat you up and they'll be friendly but then once you get to know them like on a deeper level they're like well you know we don't really talk to them <laughs> 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 we don't really <laughs> we don't just we don't approve of that lifestyle in this house yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that <laughs> a lot of that yeah i feel that this show is sponsored by better help Have you ever had your own brain be your own worst enemy? Like when you're trying to relax or go to bed and you just can't because suddenly you're wondering what's going on with your life and if you're a good son or being a good dad and what about that email you were supposed to send and and, ah, you get the picture. If this has happened to you, maybe think about trying therapy. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. Uh, I've done just this and I've been to therapy to help me understand what might be keeping my brain so preoccupied. I use what I learned in therapy every day to help me and my brain work together. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Asian today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Asian. I talk about ExpressVPN all the time because it's a great way to protect your privacy and security. But did you also know you can use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries? I bet you didn't. I watched tons of stuff on Netflix and honestly, I was starting to run out. But with ExpressVPN, I can access all kinds of stuff, like Friends on the UK Netflix, which I've been watching a lot of. I just fire up ExpressVPN, change my country to UK, and boom, that's it. You can choose from over 100 different countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. And it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works on any streaming service. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD, no problem. Plus, it works on all your devices. I use it on my phone, uh, but it works on smart TVs, media consoles, and more. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com Asian, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com Asian. expressvpn.com Asian to learn more. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was nice. It was like the food was good. It was uh, a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, it didn't, I, I was wondering if I would feel like I should move there. Oh, that's what I want to talk about. I was trying uh, to organize some shows uh-huh. right there and you were helping me out. 
so thanks. That's right. Yeah, you I tried. got you on uh, the finest open the mic finest open Austin. mic, which I did. <laughs> uh, very nice open mic. People at the Fallout Theater. Very nice. It was fun uh, to yeah. do. Um, I just did it because my friend wanted to see me go up, which was which was fine. Uh, and I was trying to organize some shows, and some of my, you know, I was like talking to different people, like just people who are not related to comedy, just like other friends I have, and they're like, "You should go do, uh, you know, like Joe Rogan's show." Mm. And, you know Joe, Joe Rogan's a, a club he has a club there and I think I know some people there so maybe I could yeah. have tried to do it but it was just like I don't know I felt kind of weird I think I'm like buying too much into the um comedy discourse you know about like what people are saying as far as like that brand of comedy and how mm. it's affecting Austin uh, you know and yeah. I was tr- I was talking to some of the comedians at the open mic too and they were kind of like talking about that like how it's kind of changed and you know there's like kind of old school austin which is like the fallout theater yeah and then there's kind of like new austin which is uh you know um this 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 kind of newer folks newer comedians you know with the with their followings and i don't know i didn't know what to make of it i think in general the sort of your your regular comedy fan Mm -hmm. doesn't care it's like it's all the same it's all comedy yeah you know you can do weird alt-right stuff or you can do (laughs) like quirky vietnamese dad shit and it's all the same you Mm -hmm. know but for me i feel like because i'm from brooklyn i'm i have to like rep a certain kind of i don't know you know i'm saying like i run with this circle you know Mm -hmm. will that be okay you know i'm sure it would be fine but i don't know it just it was something i was kind of like like thinking about yeah 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 i think it's very easy to get caught up in that but i think you're right i think comedy audiences don't really yeah think about it that much mm-hmm. you know they don't think about comedy as deeply as we do yeah they're just going to see comedy whatever that is they don't even know what it's supposed to be right you know so of course they don't have like in-depth history on the uh <laughs> on the uh, the tide of change yes in the comedy scene in austin yes you know yeah but it is true it has changed a lot Austin used to be sort of like it used to be sort of like the Brooklyn of Texas. It used to be like the Bushwick of Texas, mm. where it was like very alty and very hipstery. Yeah, know? and they really prided themselves on that. And then during the pandemic, when all these uh, LA guys came in, they sort of brought that style in. Mm-hmm. And um, I think enough time has passed to where they've like sort of just accepted each other. And the comics who were good before the LA exodus. You know, like, um, they're still good. They're yeah. still doing spots. Now they have more spots. Good, good. You know, but um, there are a lot of hacks <laughs> on both sides of the aisle down there. And I've what, seen them all. What's the uh, what, what's the chip on your shoulder with Austin thing? Like, why? why, why? Well, I mean, um, it was like, it was the closest thing to like an industry city that, that oh, existed in Texas. And then um, there were a lot of comics there who had like an air of superiority. Really? Even more so than Houston, Dallas? I felt that, I would think that those, since they're such big towns, but I guess it's just... Yeah, it is kind of like baffling how mm. like small the comedy scene is relative to like the population of the city. Interesting. You know, but also like there was... Like Austin felt very performative because it was like this liberal city on a hill in Texas, you know. But like, it was like a they're like white liberal, oh, where yeah. like they're very woke and they're very progressive, but only in like um, like white terms. You know what mm. I mean? It's still white people making the rules on what is diverse or what is like inclusive or not. Oh shit! And then in Houston and Dallas, they're actual like 
there's actual diversity. Like the white people are <laughs> hanging out with the black people, yeah. are hanging out with the Asians, and we're all mixed. Yeah, you know. And so like there's there's actually like familiarity. But whoa, and Austin, it's Holy just white. Fuck, it's just white circles hanging out with other white people and going. Eh, I don't think we should be talking about black people this way without ever consulting an, an actual <laughs> black person. They're all on the other side of the highway. Yeah, Austin's crazy gentrified. Oh, it's so gentrified. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's all. That's also a big reason why um, Austin used to win annoy me but uh you know but if you have a show in austin <laughs> i would love that to said, do it <laughs> i am available oh yo yeah. okay i see that i see what you're yeah. saying yeah that is definitely something i felt too when i when i got there there would be this kind of thing you know you see in the bay too where it's like there would be these houses which were you know these kind of old texas houses that had you know a, like a <laughs> like uh like a dilapidated nissan altima in the front you know what i'm saying that <laughs> yeah, was stripped yeah. for parts yes and it was just like that but like you know a, four generations of people had lived there mm-hmm. and then next to it is like this brand new fancy house that has like a tesla charging in the front yeah you know and you're just like what the f- what is what is happening here you know you like, know what's happening oh there. i know what's happening <laughs> and they're not going into each other's barbecues you know <laughs> yeah. yeah that's such an interesting point man yeah I, I think that of a lot of like woke spaces it's like it's still very white dominated because they're still the ones making the rules on uh inclusiveness and stuff whoa dude you're more woke is. than i thought dude yeah, it's like a reverse woke. It's like I've gone off the ledge and it's like circled back around. I feel we should talk about something dirty in order to like cleanse ourselves of this woke conversation. But no, I think um no, I I, I hear your point. Get laid in us. Oh, dude, didn't I? oh my god, I fingered so many chicks. Um Okay, that feels better. Uh no, it was it was fun. Um maybe I'll I'll go back. I gotta go to Houston. I would love to go there. We should go. Let me know. I'll go with you. Maybe yeah. we'll organize something where I'm like back in town, we'll do like a show. Yeah. That'd be fun. I gotta, you know, I, I'm, you know, we'll we'll do it at at a at a Vietnamese coffee shop, dude. Oh, that'd be awesome! And the Vietnamese food in Houston is top notch. I've heard it's like I would say maybe like top three Vietnamese uh, cuisine cities in America. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Okay, That's- I'm down. I'm gonna check it out. Um, the uh, you've got a new podcast. Oh yeah. You want to talk yeah, about that? I got a podcast with uh, my friend Art Kai, really funny comic yep. here in uh, New York, and uh, it's called Blunderbuss, and it's a podcast about like regrets and mistakes and the things that keep you up at night. Oh wow! And then, uh, yeah, we just uh, dissect that. It's probably horrible for our mental health in the long run. <laughs> But uh, we'll run with it while we can. But we want to start having guests. I think that'd be like an interesting way to like get to know people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, comedians are just full of regrets, I feel. I know. Well, like I think everybody is. And I think it's very telling to see like, okay, what types of things are bothering you? Yeah. You know, is it like a big thing? Right. Or like, is it a small thing that you can't get over? You oh, know? wow. Yeah. What I mean, I've, I've only listened to the pilot. I guess only the pilot's out right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was surprised that because for me, I would have you guys talked about, well, quote unquote, relatively small yeah. blunders uh-huh. uh, and I would have gone right for like the big one. Well, that's why we want to have guests, because like, I mean, how many life changing regrets are you going to have week to week? You know I mean? <laughs> but like uh, if we have guests and they could just go straight for the juggler each time and yeah. just like share their biggest mistake. Yeah. yeah. Well, why, why? Why did you want to start? like what was the question that you wanted i guess like why did you want to start the podcast this kind of podcast 
Uh, yeah, Art just brought it up. I thought it was an interesting angle, and I need that content, baby. Yeah, I know. I got to post stuff for my career. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like mining other people's uh, deepest regrets for my own uh, gain. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. um, I mean, that's what I do here. <laughs> you know, yeah. I make light yeah. of your uh, depression and um, talk about, you know, your uh, anxiety, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's the two things that should be made light. Yeah, yeah, as light as possible, and mm-hmm. then monetized. <laughs> you know, because this episode is brought to you by Helix Sleep Mattress. Everyone, oh, that was smooth. That was smooth. Um, do you have like a small blunder? I know you want to save the content. Is there? Can you give the listeners a taste with like a small blunder that you would talk about on the show? I want to take a second and talk to you about how much I love my Helix Sleep Mattress. After me and my wife got married, I realized it was time for us to have real-ass adult mattresses. Something comfortable and cozy instead of the futon on the ground I was used to. So we turned to Helix. Helix has a sleep quiz to help you find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Take it, find the mattress for you, and it ships straight to your door free of charge. And because everyone is unique, Helix has several different mattresses to choose from. Each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Some have memory foam layers for side sleepers, and others have more responsive foam for back sleepers like me. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 to 15 year warranty, depending on the model. Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners in honor of Black Friday. Go to helixsleep.com Asian and use code HELIXPARTNER25. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Oh, what what have we talked about? Um, let's see. Uh, I think on the pilot episode, I talked about my brother destroying me at chess. Yes, that's that, right. Yeah, that would, that felt really bad. Oh, your and for listeners, oh. your your brother is like ten. Yeah, yeah, he's 10. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. He's a child. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were talking about this earlier. This happened. I uh, uh, I brought a date to a comedy show uh-huh. one time. That's right. And uh, it was never a good idea. But That's a terrible idea. Sometimes I like to gamble. You know, I like the risk. <laughs> and uh, I bring a girl and I bomb. Yeah. It's bad. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that feels awful by itself, but like, bring somebody that you really want to impress and this is supposed to be me at my like you're yeah yeah like this is what i do right this is who i am this, this is, is what your, i devoted yeah. my life to and i suck right now and so i'm like bombing is it hold on is this someone is this like your first date second date this was like uh we had gone out a few times before okay okay yeah uh was she excited to see you was she like oh my gosh can't wait that's what she said okay and she's seen me before so luckily oh, okay. she like it hasn't all been horrible right you know but um yeah sometimes i feel bad bringing friends to comedy shows because i feel like yeah right yeah i feel like they're doing it out of obligation and then like i'm so jaded to it i assume that they're also like just tired of this bullshit yeah 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 you know but but they oftentimes they enjoy it but anyways i'm eating shit on stage (laughs) and then halfway through my set i straight up tell the audience i'm like Look, I brought a girl here, okay? Like, please <laughs> give me this. something. I need this. Did they laugh at that? They laughed at that, and then they went straight to hating me again. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, though, that if 
let me just say this, okay? If I had been in the audience, I would have been dying the whole <laughs> fucking time, man. Because you're a comic. Oh, I love so it, funny. dude. Yeah, it's I would so too. funny. I would too. Oh, I love that, stories about bombing. That's another thing about oh, like you can regrets have whole, and mistakes. Yeah, is that uh, like there's nothing. There's nothing fun or funny or endearing about listening to somebody win at life <laughs> and succeed. Nobody relates to that. 90% of us are losers. Yeah. Like, tell us how you suck. Yes. Yeah. That's a, what being a New Yorker is all about. <laughs> this about is how much sucking. this sucks. <laughs> you suck. I suck. We all suck together. And we all get it. And we all get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. Okay. How about, um? ooh, uh, yeah. Do you have a really good bomb story then? A good bomb. That's a good one. Story. I guess you did that. You get. You had one right there. I did. Uh, oh, I've got so many bomb stories. Oh, do you? I got uh, one time. This uh, guy in Houston died. Oh shit! And so I didn't know him. So <laughs> fuck him. <I> <laughs> and uh, so, but they. I got put on like his benefit show. Oh like, wow! To raise money for his funeral. Okay. And um, sounds like a fun time. I know. Oh my god! Yeah. But yeah, it went. It went just as bad as you'd expect. Uh, like nobody was in the mood. Um, and then like, as I was on stage, you could hear the sounds from the outside. There was literally like a cricket, like chirping. And then my friend in the back, Zahid, he was like, is that a cricket right now? Is this actually happening? <laughs> there was that. One time I did, uh, I did like this, uh, Asian comp, no, this Asian, like just arts festival in yeah. Houston. And then, um, the show that I was on, it was just like mixed. Uh -huh. you know? And I went up after a girl who just did like three poems about like the Cambodian oh, yes. genocide. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. And yes. I had to go up after that. It's like, all right, who's ready to laugh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bomb. Yeah, lots of bad ones. Yeah, I mean, the mixed shows are always going to be. I did a, sh I did yeah. a, like a festival thing and it was fine, but I feel like <laughs> when, they, when it's like a music festival and the comedian goes up, I feel like I'm like ruining the party you know yeah, me too it was yeah. like oh everybody's having such a good time uh -huh. you know and you guys you know want to hear about how much my life sucks you know like <laughs> i almost felt bad you know yeah. i mean it was it was fine i didn't like do that terrible but i could they were very polite let's yeah. just say that it's like it's not the content of your comedy that ruins the vibe it's the fact that now everybody has to pay attention yes exactly it's so like demanding yes yeah, it is yeah. it is yeah mm -hmm. okay good point yeah it was their fault yeah no, it was their fault. It's always their fault. Yeah, it's always their fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, since it's just you and me, uh, I was hoping we could talk about. Um, you, you do. You do. Would you say you do Muay Thai? Yeah, yeah. That's like predominantly what I train, but also very much a hobbyist. No, that's because totally like I train with like people who like compete and stuff. Sure. And so I would not put myself in their category at all. Whatever. I mean, I'm you like an open micer for like Muay Thai. Whatever. That's yeah. as we all know, open mic level is the most brutal of levels. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I just realized too that we're going to be two Asian guys talking about martial arts. Uh -huh. Okay. And I'm surprised there are not a lot of podcasts like that. <laughs> Asian guys talking about martial yeah. arts? If you think about I it, I guess so. You would think that the first thing we would put out, Asian guys, would be like, oh, let's talk about like Wing Chun or some shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Even know. We don't even, we're not, that's like, you know, the way that race is going in this country is that like the best martial artists in America are like from Brazil. You know, uh -huh. like there's, like we're not dominating the UFC. We're like breaking stereotypes right there. Like, you think there would be mad Asian people, like, in the UFC. There aren't. You would think. You know, yeah, they're all yeah. from, like, was it 
they're all from Dagestan, Dagestan. or Brazil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from Brazil. Yeah. Uh-huh. That makes no sense. I I have a conspiracy. Yes. Of just, I just don't think that those countries push MMA. Like, uh, I think there's a better history and better infrastructure for, like, kickboxing. Or, oh, like, that's Muay a good Thai. point. Because, like, um, yeah, in, like, Thailand or, uh, like, Japan, kickboxing and Muay Thai is still huge. And every once that's in a true. while, they'll have a foreigner come in and, like, reach the top of the sport. But um, I think those countries just aren't focused on MMA. MMA. And it's, like, a relatively new sport. That's true. Yeah. Whereas, like, uh, BJJ translates really well into MMA. And um, obviously, there's, like, a long history of it, too. Yeah. I'm a huge nerd about this stuff. I love talking about it. Yeah? Yes. And Jenny's not here to stop us. Yeah. <laughs> MMA's for the boys. Yeah. The, the thing I don't like about... I, I Do you ever feel embarrassed to talk about it with other people? Yes. Me too. But at the same time, I can't help it. Yeah. I think about... Okay. So, did you hear about that uh, trend about how um, men are always thinking about the Roman Empire? Did you hear I about that? I did this? hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking about that before and like what are, is your Roman Empire? And I was talking about how I actually do think about the Roman Empire because I'm a history dork. Uh-huh. But I also, one of the things I talk about, I think about all the time is jujitsu. All the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Yeah. I think about it all. Like I was just pooping just now before you came and I was uh-huh. thinking about jujitsu. And um, yeah, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> and this is, <laughs> we're, <laughs> don't be embarrassed. Just... Imagine we've already lost all the listeners at this point. Okay, there's nobody <laughs> listening anymore. Just, it's just, just yeah, Brandon. Yeah, this is yeah. me, you, and Brandon, <laughs> you, baby. Brandon, yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, that's something I <laughs> did in Austin with my friend because he was asking me about it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're just awesome." I mean, you know, blah, blah blah. And I was like, "Let me show you some." So I showed him some. <laughs> he was so uncomfortable. He was so uncomfortable, like being on in my clothes guard. I could just tell he was. Oh, you actually me. put him. In oh, your I guard. put him in my clothes guard, <laughs> and he was so like like uncomfortable. He was being very you know, a great sport about it. And yeah. I was like showing him these things and he's like, this is nice. This is cool. And I was like, okay, we can stop. <laughs> Bro. At one time, um, I have a similar story. I was, uh, I was with my two friends who trained jujitsu, their brothers. Yeah. And we were at a strip club. Oh no. And we're drunk. <laughs> and they, they start talking about jujitsu and then they start rolling no. on the floor at the strip club. That's so gross, by the way. <laughs> And the bouncer came over and was like, Yo, you guys can't do that here. <laughs> so we, we almost got kicked out of a strip club, not for harassing no, anybody but no. ourselves yes. by doing martial arts. <laughs> I, I would bet you that if you ask that bouncer, he's like, yeah, this happens all the time. <laughs> Honestly, no one ever touches the strippers. Oh, yeah, they're they're yeah, he knows all the positions. He's like, like, oh, no, they're no, doing no, half guard no, over no, there. No, you, you can't be putting people in the, in the saddle like that, dude. <laughs> um, yes, okay. Embarrassed? Yes, okay. I, yeah. Why do you feel embarrassed? Well, I, I feel embarrassed talking about the UFC because, like, uh, I know the, like, the image of, like, what a UFC fan is. Uh-huh. And it's completely accurate. They're all, like, red pill, douchebag, men's rights kind of, yeah. you know, guys. Um, and I hate them, too. I just love the sport. The sport is sick, dude. The sport is sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wearing this is this is Max Holloway's hoodie. Oh no shit! I wear this like all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Has he fought recently? Yeah, he retired the Korean Zombie in August. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to watch that because I'm I, like I didn't want to see the Korean Zombie get hurt. It was really good. He kind of yeah. went out on a shield and then like that guy's I, a man. Yeah, I cried. Dude, he's the man. I mean, and that's what the thing is about UFC uh-huh. is it really isn't. I mean, it's the, the sport, the technical aspect of the sport is fire. But like yeah. the, the drama of it is yeah. even better. It's, I always <laughs> tell people it's live action Shonen Jump. <laughs> that's what it is. 
<laughs> yeah, you're watching their stories and their build the arc, and then yeah, can they come back? Yeah, you know? and then the climax is like a big battle. And here's why I love like combat sports is because it's like. Uh, like all other sports are a metaphor for fighting. Yes, so this yes, is yes, the yes. purest sport. Right. You know? This is like actual basketball fighting. Basketball is like these two teams are going to get together in battle. Yeah. It's going to be really a rumble. Battling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can't even is, touch each other. Yeah. You literally can't even bump into each other <laughs> yeah. or else it's a foul. And the other team gets free points. You no, know? but in this one, you're supposed to bump into each other with your fists. Yeah. You know? yeah as yeah, hard yeah. as possible, in mm-hmm. fact. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's sick. Wait, what? Why else are you embarrassed? Why? Why? Yeah, you're embarrassed because like to admit it that you would be you like the sport because I because I know like um, the the fan base is toxic. Oh yeah, you know, and uh, I hate it too. I went to go watch a UFC card at a Buffalo Wild Wings one time. Oh. It just like confirmed all my fears about being a fan. You know, there's some like some guy with like some skinhead with like tattoos down his neck. Kill him! What are you doing? Come just on. get up! Get you up! Know? This is okay! <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, yeah. It is really annoying. Yeah. I wonder what that, the equivalent of that is in like other sports. I wonder if that exists. I think I'm sure it there's, yeah, like yeah. in whatever, soccer, there's like hooligans and I don't know, yeah. fucking if you like go, ever go to like, I don't know, like uh, like a Jets game <laughs> <laughs> or like fucking, I don't know, the Red Sox, you yeah. know, like Yankees less so, but like you know, like the Mets are kind of like it's it's all the the press guys, so maybe yeah, not I them. Felt that. I went but to you a know, Mets game. you know, you go yeah. to like a Red Sox game, and it's like you're in the you're in fucking Boston, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like like racism is encouraged there. You yeah. know, it's gonna be like weird, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure there is that. I mean, there is something amazing too about being with people who are intru- into MMA also. Yeah. I watched it. You should go and try to watch it like in like a bar in the East Village or like in Brooklyn because there are yeah. dorky MMA fans like me who, um, you know, we're into it. We're we get the bloodlust, too. But like <laughs> it's just like it's still like fun to 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 just be with a community like that. Like the last one I went to, I went to a bar to watch. This was um, McGregor versus Khabib so yeah, it was yeah. like that one uh-huh. and it was a crazy card yeah and this is the one where uh Dylan Dennis jumps jumps yeah, yeah and then like no no Khabib jumped from jump, the Khabib octagon. jumped yeah. over it yeah. over the fence to fight him yeah and Dylan Dennis used to go to my U- jiu-jitsu school oh, so no. I would see him sometimes he, yeah. this, he had already left the school at this point he, he, I guess he got kicked out yeah but like the like the bar that i was in was like this isn't real this is crazy you yeah. know what i'm saying i thought it was like fake i thought it was like oh wow now we've just gone straight wwe w, yeah and i was like this is crazy and to see khabib do it because he uh-huh. felt like i feel he has such discipline he would be like never be bothered by shit like that right but like he got really you know worked up mm-hmm. jumped over the fence and it was all this craziness yeah man it was so cool <laughs> Dude, I was so disappointed when that happened because oh, I was really? like, this just confirmed yeah. what everybody thinks. That was my January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> when he jumped the cage, I was like, this is not what we're about. <laughs> we regret the events of this evening. Yeah, dude. But yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I like watching it by myself, mm. you know, and like, uh, 
I think I think the image of people whenever they wa- they think of somebody watching like uh, like fighting is is the Buffalo Wild Wings right, guy. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. drinking and we're throwing uh, yeah. like tequila bottles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's like scary. But I think what's scarier is the way that I watch. I watch in complete <laughs> silence. <laughs> I watch somebody almost get decapitated, no emotion. Yeah, in the like, dark. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Perfectly executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get the elbow a little <laughs> like higher. Like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, I'm just exactly. Like, We're gonna watch some fights. Today. <laughs> yeah. That's actually true. I mean, yeah, I'll yeah. watch. Like I'll watch like uh, whatever jujitsu competitions uh-huh. at night, and I'm just like, just just completely silent. Sometimes I don't even have the sound on because <laughs> I don't like to listen to like the stupid the commentary. commentary. Yeah, I'm just like just watching two dudes try to kill each other. I'm just like, yes. Yeah. Now do it faster. You know? like <laughs> Sometimes a, I'll watch it in Spanish. Oh shit! Like I just want to hear the environment. And, right. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to hear what they're the saying. The commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you do, do feel like a like a Roman emperor, you know, just like super cold blooded and just like watching two people like like violent be violent to each other for your pleasure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After the decision, you're just like. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he must die. I was bored. Uh, we were also talking about like. Um, we can get very nerdy about it. It okay. is very like technical. Yeah. You know, I mean, you do more of a striking thing. Yeah. But we were talking about how a lot of the technical aspects are the same. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. like the strategies. There At least there exists a strategy in both. Right. It's not just yeah. like, you know, whale on the guy. Right. Right. Because right? I think that's what most people see. Right. Yeah. You yeah. just like, this isn't a sport. They're just hitting each yeah, other. Yeah. Yeah. And but, sometimes it's kind of fun when yeah. two fighters have like, just evolved into just punching each other uh-huh. like usually at the end when they realize that neither one of them can be knocked out by right. the other person and then mm-hmm. you start wailing and yeah. there's like i don't know 20 seconds left in the fifth round it's like fine but you <laughs> that know that's fun. pretty fun that but like fun. you know for a while it, it's very technical mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think people are like blind to that but uh yeah like i i don't know how to i don't know how to talk about it without getting too like technical but like i'll listen to like podcasts and i'll like mm-hmm. read breakdowns yeah. on like fighters games and stuff and it was like what we were saying earlier is like each fighter has their own strength and they're, they're just they're trying to funnel um the options into like a scenario where they can implement their strengths on the other guy yes so like we were talking about tonight like alex Pereira fights uh at uh, MSG right and his money shot is like the left hook right so everything that he does all of like the strikes that he throws are just to set up scenarios or openings where he can land this left hook mm. and finish the fight yeah. you know and um, so it's like interesting to see how they do that and what their process is and how that differs from everybody else mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and then like um, yeah and then like uh, and then metas start to form you know like um, like strategies start to form so then like the next generation has to figure out how to exploit the old generation strategy whoa yeah 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 like what well, like you have an example um I guess like a good example would be like um, okay like Anderson Silva comes to the UFC right and nobody really sh- nobody really fought like him he was like a prolific counter striker yeah because at the time it he was, was like all- my favorite for yeah, me so too. Long. He was yeah, awesome. he was he's so, so good. He's still he... like my greatest of all time. Oh yeah, just for the sure. air that he had. You know? Oh yeah, but like he wouldn't put his hands up. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like at the time, the meta was just like you know throw wild punches to close the distance. Yeah, you know, grab the takedown. Right and from there, you wrestle. Yeah, yeah, or, ground or and pound. To, right. Yeah, ground and pound. But he introduced like counter striking, and so during these wild exchanges, uh, he would just you know he counter strike him, knock him out. You know, and then so. 
so he introduces a new era of that type of striking, elevate striking, and then like the new generation, you know, has to counter that. How do you counter that? You like you faint to like right. counter the counter, right, right, know? right. And so that's like a very broad sense. Yeah, but, yeah. Like um, it's just interesting to see how the sport has evolved by building on uh, what the predecessors were doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I feel like that applies to really anything, like like sports or even like arts i think everything builds upon itself and um to to like push its form further you know yeah like i see that in stand-up all the time um look at you with the brain cells oh yeah i'm a i'm a i'm, I'm a depressed nerd <laughs> <laughs> um uh the way i think about it too is uh when it when it's applicable to like you and i like enthusiasts yeah. like you and i who are practicing it's kind of like we're like you're like playing pokemon right or <laughs> magic the gathering yeah and you're like you set up your deck around a certain set of cards that you really want uh -huh. and uh you like implement your strategy around like can i get these cards out on the table so that i can like do whatever oh, do you know what i'm saying like yeah, i want i want to yeah. i'm gonna cast sierra angel with giant growth Blah. Yeah. Uh, that was very bad but no, you know get you get like, like if you were playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and yeah, your whole game there you go. Like there you go. revolved around like exodius yes exactly know? then you would just play cards that would let you pick the cards that you want from your deck so you could get exodius in your hand exactly so yeah, you, that's yeah, the yeah. main thing you have to get yeah. that in your hand first and then mm -hmm. you can deploy it and then you can do your thing yeah that was know? really embarrassing that i knew that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i that's what i'm saying it's like the the the, the sport talk a bit about it if you really kind of break it down we're not that different from the guy playing Yu-Gi-Oh over the guy playing MMA, yes. MMA, yeah. uh, you know magic the gathering yeah. or playing street fighter of six or whatever the fuck it is we're nerds we're nerds we're nerds we're yeah, nerds yeah. okay who have concussions <laughs> nerds with concussions <laughs> yeah that's a sick ass a podcast right there dude yeah. we came up with like four different podcast ideas nerds with concussions yeah is a good one um Okay, the last MMA specific question here. Oh, okay. What do you think? Okay, so I think right now it's sort of the the game right now is everyone is trying to counter the Dagestani wrestling uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because uh, God, I don't even know like all the different guys. Any any dude with a chin strap beard, right, is very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. How do you counter the chin strap beard? Because uh, that's not quite true. Like I think Khabib, his whole thing was like. His striking was just like okay but yeah he would get you down on the ground and he could you could not get up yeah and now i think people are getting but like volk was better at getting up yeah you know from uh his his fight with um Makachev. yeah yeah he was getting he was he would you know trained with some jujitsu guys mm -hmm. uh craig jones and stuff and so he could get up yeah right and so now it's kind of swinging back the other way where it's like the those guys have to work on their striking in order to make sure that they can finish the guy on the standing yeah and then also have the whatever so i th i feel like people are like the meta right now is like how oh, do you counter yeah. that how do you so, counter yeah. the such a good example yeah. yeah well i think i think i read an article that said like volk was using like an inside like butterfly yeah yes yes to, yes, like, yes counter yes. Makachev yeah. right like, he would or, put his least... foot on the inside there and then that would destabilize him enough to like get space to get yeah out, which is very yeah. jujitsu that like, is very jujitsu, yeah. yeah. Uh, so maybe it's stuff like that. I also think that style just requires so much athleticism and endurance that only guys like Khabib or Islam can right. pull that you off. Right, you have to be in a pretty, you have to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, like you have yeah. to push the pace. You know? I don't think, I don't think that's a style that could be replicated unless you were birthed from the mountains of Dagestan. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I know Hamzat kind of has that style, but he's he. 
he really seems to blow his load in the first round. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he had that fight against Usman and against uh, Gilbert Burns where it went past the first round. And he seemed like a totally different fighter after that. Mm. You know, so. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not as well versed in jiu-jitsu, so I don't know what techniques could be used to like counter that style. But it does seem like it's the curve is starting to happen because it yeah. seemed like Volkanovski figured something. He out. figured out something yeah. like, yeah. you know, and, and I think you were right about the gas tank because the, a lot of those guys had pretty good gas tanks, but Volk had amazing, like an amazing yeah. gas tank. Yeah. And so if he could get to the fifth round mm-hmm. or something, he can make something happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whoa. He was just too small. Yeah. He was yeah. kind of small. But uh, yeah, even in the second fight before Volk got knocked out, he looked really strong in the clinch. Yep. And it looked like he was really prepared to defend takedowns yes. and, and get back up. Right. But um, he got surprised by the head kick. Yeah, the head kick, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw that. Nobody saw that. Um, Okay, well, we have only one listener left. And, <laughs> and it's Alexander Volkanovsky. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, guys, you guys check out this podcast called Asian Not Asian. Yeah. This podcast goes all over the place. The, the person I had before you is uh-huh. Delia Kai, who is a oh, I met her. Vogue she's writer. Great. Yeah. Oh, she's great. But like, we talk about like rom coms. Yeah. We t- which was great. It was so fun to talk to her about that. And then now we, t- we talked about just now for twenty minutes about MMA. <laughs> and really, like, we really got into like some niche shit. Yeah. Inside butterfly. Inside the inside butterfly. <laughs> with like the near side leg yeah. it's very it's very tricky wow, that's yeah, something yeah. i do to wrestlers all the time because they anyway they overcommit anyways okay so um i wanted to try one last segment here uh we used oh, yeah. to have this thing uh, on the podcast uh when it was me and fumi called asian yelpers and what we would do is we would go to uh some place whenever asian people get hate crime and they yelp <laughs> <laughs> hey stop that hurts hey we would go to yelp and we would find something that had generally good reviews like i don't know like the statue of liberty or some shit Uh, and uh then we would find asian people uh on there and you could always find them a because of their profile picture but then also because they would always have like five thousand reviews and (laughs) uh and then we would see what they would say and a lot of times they would be like it was okay or some shit they would like we call that asian yelpers and we would read the things, but I want to do a little twist on it, where you're Asian and you're going to leave, or you're going to leave a review on something. And I told you it could be on anything, so okay. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. So you can just, yeah. What do you want to review? Oh, uh, I wanted to review uh, punctuality <laughs> and just like being on time. Yes. Two and a half stars. <laughs> out of four or five? So, out of five. Out of five. Wow. So overrated. Really? Yeah, being wow. on time. Because I'm a very punctual person. Okay. Like, I, I, I get anxious. I like to be at places on time or earlier, yeah. you know? Uh, and uh, I always pay the price. It's never cool, you know. I'm the guy who shows up at the party early. I'm like, you guys need help with the chairs or anything? Can I do it? You know? Uh, comedy, comedy is the worst for punctuality. Oh, you get no. the shows early. What are you rewarded f- with? Like, you want to bite the bullet? You want to go yes, up first? Go the first? worst spot. Yes, exactly. You know, they never start on time. Never. And like, and and the people who do show up late, it's always fine. It's yes. never a problem. Yes. People like them more. It yeah. makes an impression. Yeah. You know, if you get there first, it's so easy just to be forgotten because <laughs> you've been there for forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm working on um, being late. Yeah, there you more go. More often. Is that the, yeah, um, a good review always has alternatives. And so I guess is the alternative to be late. 
Yeah, the alternative is to be late. But I guess by, by how much? I would mm. say like 15 minutes late. 15, yeah. 30 minutes late. For a show? Yeah. Okay. I think that's good. What about for like a social situation? Gotta be late. Really? Gotta be late. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only The only place where I'm like consistently late is like my day job. Mm. But every other aspect of my life is like I'm always too early or too on time. Yeah. And it's not a brag. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, sometimes I feel too, the punctuality thing, it like will fuck with you in an unexpected way. So like you've opened for Ronnie. Yeah, we both did. Yeah. We did the beacon. Right. Yeah. And, um, when we did that, I was first. Right. right? And, uh, and it was pretty punctual. The show started right around when it was supposed to start, uh -huh. but because it started right around, around when it was supposed to start. The, the theater wasn't full yet. Yeah. And which was fine. That part was fine. But then my friends who were not punctual uh, <laughs> missed it, yeah. missed my set. Yeah. So me being punctual and starting and being the first one, that really fucked up uh, my shit with my friends because they didn't see my set. Oh, that sucks. I know. I remember that night. You went to go hang out with them afterwards. I know. And did you like hang that over their heads? I totally did. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then you and I hung out and we like um, stole a bunch of food or something. Didn't I, I blacked out that night. You did? I lost my camera. Oh, but you got it but back. I got it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where did you lose it? Like I saw it, I, some uh, karaoke bar in K-Town. Oh, you went with them after? Yeah. Somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. That was crazy. That was a good What night. a great night. That was great. I don't, my one of uh, that was my favorite night in comedy ever. Really, my favorite moment was being on the train on the way to the Beacon. Uh huh. And then it was like, I'm about to do something very special. Yeah. Nobody on this train has any idea. I know. You know, I just felt like uh, that was a very special night. That was a really cool night, yeah. and it's all been downhill since. <laughs> it kind of has completely yeah. been downhill. Uh, <laughs> that's how you ended up on this couch with me. <laughs> this is now your new low point. It comes back yeah. up. Yeah. But you said something that night that really stuck with me. Oh. It was because we were both, it was before the shows, and we were talking about how we weren't feeling nervous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was like feeling nervous about not feeling nervous. Oh. And then you said like, no, this is like the reward. Yeah. Like everything that we had done has gotten to this point, so this is like the gift that comedy is giving back to us. That's very and true. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, uh, that helped me a lot that night. Oh, it did? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always think the big shows, uh, like, I feel, I mean, I'm never going to get on TV, but I feel like if I got <laughs> a shot to be on TV, I wouldn't be nervous. I'd be like, this is finally what uh, what it's all about. All those terrible shows, all those horrible yeah. things I had to experience. This is, I mean, of course, I wouldn't do well, but it's like, I did the work. This is mm -hmm. the good part, you know? I think, I hope. Um, no, I think that's a very constructive way of going about it yeah i would be a wreck <laughs> <laughs> i don't deserve this <laughs> i'm terrible my doctor, I'm says, imposter. My doctor says i'm pre-diabetic <laughs> yeah. uh well thanks very much for joining uh this podcast and and uh you know helping me uh cull the followers as far as our extended mma section yeah, yeah you know what yeah. though i think maybe i could do the thing uh, which joe rogan did which is like split off an mma podcast from this from the main one dude let me know <laughs> i would i would love to nerd about nerd out about it yeah nerds yeah. with concussions that's a pretty good one <laughs> that's a good one do you have yeah, a, you yeah. don't have a, you've never had a concussion have you i think i might have gotten a minor one oh really from uh this comic hayden oh, we shit. were like sparring he got me pretty good I, I was like i had a little bit of a buzz the next few oh, days oh shit but um i feel fine did um wait does that guy do muay thai or boxing i think he used to box i think he oh, used okay. to do like golden gloves so he gotcha 
yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. shit. It was so fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, where can our fans uh, find you and your work? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram. It's uh, Vic Van Tran. Yo. I'm there. I've adopted the name. And then also, uh, I got a podcast, Blunderbuss with Archive. Um, we'll be releasing new episodes. We're going to try and do stuff. It's like more interactive with guests and with questions. Um, uh, oh, yeah. And then just like stand up, stand up around New York. Uh, I visit Texas quite often and I'm hoping to start touring. So, uh, yeah, if you could support my stand up, that's that's the main thing. Yo. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks again. You can always find uh, the podcast at Asian, not Asian pod. And you can find me on there at Nice Pants Bro. Come check out our shows. Again, we've got one. Uh, the one in Brooklyn, that's going to be December 8th. And then the other one, we're still setting it up, but it'll be most likely the week of December 18th. So um, check out that when the tickets are available. And until then, we love ya. Bye.